Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign. I am Shay, I use they, them pronouns. I am playing Alusha, who uses she, her pronouns, and she is a noble elf. I'm Mel, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be portraying Terpsichore, a all-around fun person to be with, and who uses a variety of pronouns. I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he, him pronouns. My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame. Last episode, you you were led by some kind of apparition off into the woods, and you found there a mysterious tower carved with many, many dwarven names. You found an imperfectly concealed door, which you went through, worked your way along a heavily trapped corridor, and eventually found somebody inside who appeared to be a halfling. Hi there. Um... Hi. We're curious. <laughs> we don't have anything for you, but... Do you have any postal packages you need sending down the road? <laughs> the, the, the face at first, like, ducks away from the door, realising it's been seen, and then you hear very softly someone say, What? We're extremely dedicated and insistent couriers, and here is my Couriers Guild badge, and I press it with thrill. Bearing in mind, I'm assuming you are both still floating, so you're like lowering it down to <laughs> We're all like, aren't we all still floating? And there's a wolf that's just floating in the air. No, me and you are still like back at the first. You thing. two have no idea this is happening at all. You're just standing in between a suspicious patch of floor and a place where there was a flame trap, waiting for your friends to reappear. Rue and Alicia are playing cards while they wait for their friends to come back. <laughs> <laughs> this is more difficult because Alicia is a wolf now. But they <laughs> amazing. Alusha better be getting some snoot boops. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, you have about five feet of corridor legs to work with between fire trap and unknown trap. Just sitting there <laughs> playing cards. So are you, are you like dangling your medallion down towards the grill? Like, I absolutely will. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> the face reappears. Um... And is looking intently at your medallion. It's the best excuse I can think of. And um, looks like a halfling, but I would like both of you to roll intelligence checks, please. That is 16. I also got a 16. You are both aware that while this looks like a halfling, this person is using a magical disguise of some kind. Ah. Is this person... Is, is this just a, it's just a grill, right? There's no, like, pain or anything else obscuring them? No, it's just closely set bars. It's maybe eight inches wide, four inches tall. So uh, do I have line of effect on them? You definitely have line of sight. Oh. 
I, um, I, I assume that's what you need. I assume magic can go through small holes. Yeah, fair. I think it can't go through like glass panes or whatever. Yeah, no. This is there is open space between you and them. There's just you know, you wouldn't be able to stick your fingers through. Fantastic. Um, I would like to add something in no mortal tongue, etc. Because um, <laughs> I have to have um, uh, verbals. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think I don't need material components. So my hand that isn't busy dangling thing moves out of their sight. Um, and I don't know why I picked up my dice because they need to make a saving throw against DC 13. It's a charisma saving throw, I think. They save. Sweet. Against what I assume was a dispel magic. What? No, 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 no. No, charm person. Oh, right. No, that's not actually a wisdom saving throw. Come to that. Um, against 13? They still save. Oh. They, they, I, their eyes narrow like they know you tried something. Mm. No post today, thank you. All right. Um, well, I feel like we solved that mystery. Are we good, Ember? Because I feel like if we press this further, this does really cross the line directly into home invasion. I'm going to... Uh address the the face behind the grill and just say uh sorry what is this place it's not like anything i've ever seen before somewhere you shouldn't be and you're drow as well uh fair enough i suppose hey can i try a history check sure i'm wondering what i know about dwarven culture and particularly the limits of grudges (laughs) <laughs> this being something that's in our brief and not necessarily something who isn't a dwarf yeah feels like history sort of thing that's 17 yeah uh, you would be aware that dwarves although they have a reputation for holding grudges have got a cultural prohibition against holding them against like like, like inheriting them mm. they, they're, they're very against inheriting status or friendship or grudges that belongs to someone else so when they say like and your drow i'll kind of cut in i kind of cut him with a i kind of cut i'll cut him with a he's barely a hundred he hasn't you the eyes narrow is this your home yes right then um Tupsikri, your point is looking more valid and i think perhaps we should uh, be on our way and let this person have their privacy that they so obviously want. I mean, they do give out that vibe. Can you try not to kill us on the way out, I say, and I'm doing a much more acrobatic sort of turn and spring because I'm a bit more used to levitating. So I'm starting to drift down the corridor. As long as you're leaving. I give them a big thumbs up. Drift down. <laughs> all right. It'll, it will take you about another minute to work your way all the way back around the circle to where you left your friends. So what do you find? You're not on fire or pitted with acid or. It turns out the person who lives in a who lives behind a hidden door in a hidden house in a graveyard down a corridor filled with traps doesn't want visitors. You find a person? Yeah. A live person? 
I mean, probably. They're wearing some sort of disguise, but that could just be a disguise. I know I'd want to disguise myself if a bunch of if a bunch of if a bunch of maniacs broke into my house and broke into my house and defaced my statuary. Well, it doesn't look like a house. Nobody puts traps on their house. Have you met one dwarf? No. <laughs> no, that's the whole problem. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not that's not kind. You met Halbert. He was ensorcelled. That doesn't count. Right, come on. They probably not try and kill us on our way, on our way out, and I'd like, but I'd like, I'd not like to test that, so I'd quite like to keep floating. What, all of us, or just you three? Well, I mean, probably, probably all of us. You know, us three. Real points. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, he is also going to glare at whatever patch of wall is closest suspiciously. <laughs> I'm already like floating over your head. <laughs> As you're having this conversation, you do hear a noise, like a, a metal and stone clunking noise from beneath the piece of floor you've been carefully not stepping on. I think that's our cue to leave. Well, then let's leave. There, there are other metallic latching mechanical noises as you move along the corridor. There are no gouts of flame as you pass the statues. There are no spikes when you get to that point. Rill, being about as jumpy in here as a long-tailed cat in a rocking chair factory, just sort of flinches violently at every latching sound. And is not quite hiding behind the rest of the party, but he really wants to. Uh, Because you are so on edge as you are passing the, the pair of carved faces out of which the fire came, you glimpse a gleam from inside as of a pair of eyes. Mm. He walks by quickly, avoiding the gaze. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and retrieve my shoes as I float past. See if I can get, get any of them out of the eyes. You get three. <laughs> One of them is like, sunk in too deep and you can't quite reach it. That, oh, whoops. that is disgusting. That's the great. I will buy you those. more shoe. Please fine, put them put, put them back. No, you're gonna put, put them back. Just you're like, gonna get some kind them. of disease. There is a giggle from behind the carved face. <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen? Am I gonna petrify myself? I don't know. It doesn't look like this has been cleaned in a while. Gosh. Well, I'm just saying, if somebody's going to have traps, they ought to keep them clean. They are okay. I will grant you the eyes of the statue have probably not been scrubbed out inside recently, but the corridor in general is quite clean. (laughs) Really, being particularly snooty because he's very nervous. (laughs) Don't be, don't be rude. We are uninvited guests in this. Well, it's not like there's a "do not disturb" sign here. It's not like there's a (laughs) lock on the front door. Once again, living behind a hidden door in a, a hidden door in a carefully dilapidated building down a corridor filled with traps constitutes a do not disturb sign. Well, then maybe they shouldn't have a giant tower in their front yard. I will like shout in the hope that it will pass through the walls. Just say, consider a no solicitors sign at the do- outside the door. You'll save yourself some trouble. <laughs> 
I'm just I'm just trying to decide something. <laughs> yeah, I think when Rill starts making comments about the tower. Oh fuck! Oh, no. <laughs> I should have. I knew I should have done that the moment it came out of my mouth. Um, there is a voice from the back along the corridor at the junction, and someone says, "Very offended." It's a fucking war memorial. Rill has no answer to this, and shamefacedly just stays quiet. Yeah, there, there is um, a person who looks like a halfling standing in that junction of corridor, hands on their hips, glaring at you all. Rill, Rill looks surprised to see a halfling. <laughs> Not what he expected. That, that, that does answer the question that I... Had. I'm gonna kind of descend to the floor for a bit more like gravitas um, and gravity um, <laughs> and say he knows he knows that uh, forgive him he's just he's just a kid he's just a kid really he didn't actually come to you know uh, pay tribute from Hyderal real nods what do you mean tribute uh, real you know Better about um uh, Rolex extremely reluctant to speak, but he will. The people the people outside had a slug problem, and while we were down there in the tunnels, we found a letter. And we thought it belonged here as much as anywhere else. Well let me see it. I put it in the thing. I put it in the tower. It's on top of the weapons. But I... I I, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know there was you. Fine, we'll get it from there. Alright. Yeah, I can... Alright. Wait, how tall's the tower? Yes, no, I can actually fetch it. I can fetch it. It was symbolic. Real ants quietly as as if in defense of this. Just just go. Stop meddling. Just leave us alone. Sorry. We there was there was this magical flaming deer and it And then it was an owl went and this way it... and Wait, what? Well there was a deer and it had like sort of flower buds on it and claws kind of and then it kind of turned into an owl thing and then I think I saw a ram in there and then it was on fire and then it kind of came this flying this way so we followed it does that mean something the the figure has this look of intensely frustrated curiosity and they kind of glance over their shoulder back towards the door around the corridor and back at you and say, you, you are not coming in here. I, let's go outside and have a conversation. Um, I'll fix us some tea. Yeah, this, this might be taking the miss now. Because when you do go outside, um, 
I have sort of left just kind of quietly because because I'm trying to fix things and make things better, and I'm just like legging it up up towards and then up the tower. I have the best of intentions. Uh, the figure will follow you from about thirty feet back until you are out of the corridor and the door is shut and the ivy curtain is back over the gap. They they will glare up at Terpsichore, but don't immediately seem inclined to chase them. Cool. All right, Rill's going to make sure, since I think it's past dawn at this point, that his, his veil is back in place. I really am sorry. We really didn't mean any offense. I just wanted to know about this creature that sort of led us here. I don't know what that is, so let's talk about it. I'm terribly sorry for intruding. Um, it's just this whole situation with this spirit that led us here was so intensely fascinating. Have you heard of something like this before? Not exactly like that, no. But... What exactly did it do? It looked like a deer at first. Just, I mean, I'm not very familiar with overbright deer, but it didn't look entirely normal, and then it was sort of passing through things. Like it wasn't, you know, physical. Then it, it eventually lit itself on fire or dissolved into flames or and then it flew this way. So we followed it. It flew all the way here? I mean, it was going faster than we were, so we kind of just went in the direction that it went. Hmm. I mean, it could have gone past here, but this is the first thing we ran into. I mean, did you recognize it? Have you seen it before? No. Never anything like it. Dear. Why would it be taking an interest in us? What are you doing down there? Anything? Living. We're just living. We're not... We're just trying to survive. Can I make an insight check on that? Hmm. Please do. Hmm. Uh, 14. Seems basically honest. Okay. Have have you heard of... Did I already ask, have you heard of anything like this? Well, I don't know, I mean... I'm not an expert in spirits and things. But you do live in the area, so I've, I wondered, perhaps, maybe that's just mm. something that happens here, is, you know... The old ghost deer wanders through the forest and disappears through things. No, yeah. no, no, not not deer. Usually, ghosts sometimes. Ghosts sometimes. Well, yeah. What and what kind of ghosts? Like, and when, when, and where do they show up? Warriors, soldiers. We're near battlefield. Okay. Mostly they don't um, 
lead anywhere anywhere that I just they kind of ignore you much of the time. Just they just keep marching. Do they show up often? I wish you watched every night. You'd every few months you'd see one. Why do you, why do you have all of these um, these traps? To keep people out. But you have houses up here. What's the point? Well, no one lives in that. Well, yeah, but you built them. The, they were from before we built the underground. So we, we lived in those, and then we built the underground, and then we moved into it. Fair enough. You should know all about underground. I'm familiar, yeah. Why are you all traveling together anyway? Well, that bit about the couriers wasn't a lie. We are, in fact, couriers. Uh, we are out delivering right now, and this is just on the way. Stops and kind of thinks about that for a moment. En route to where exactly? Are you going Timidosh. to Kemadosh? Huh. Okay. Do you, in fact, have something that needs to go to Kamadosh? No, I... I want some things from there. What would you want from Kamadosh? Spells. Spells? They've got a whole hall of divination wizards. Yeah, we do, but... What, what kind of spells do you want from them? Well, I... I, I've learned everything in the book I have. I'm sure we could arrange to bring you some spells. We do have to come back in this general direction. We can arrange that for a price. She's, um, chewing on her lip. What kind of price? The cost of the spells. Okay. Walked into that one. How much is the cost of spells? I don't know. If we find any, we'll write them down for you. Thank you. But you can't tell anyone we're here. Of course not. No. I mean, it's it's the least we can do after intruding on your home. Um, I still feel rather guilty about that. I... You showed us where the weaknesses are? Yeah, the front door. Look, if you know a way to live underground without having any doors to the surface, you let me know. That's a fair point. Yeah. Anyway, we have to be here because of the memorial. Am I back by now? Yes, you can be back by now. That's cool. I think I'll kind of drop in about point in the conversation and say, have you considered illusions? I say, slightly pointedly. She looks you dead in the eyes and says, I'm a divination wizard. I'm just saying. Which you can roll insight on if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I've already seen her magical disguise, so like, yeah. If you did know an illusion wizard, then you could, or could hire an illusion wizard, I don't know, then you could establish an illusion that hid your very, you know, dungeon front door, front corridor, with something more boring. 
the tricky with tricky thing with illusions is making them last long enough to be useful. True. Agreed. Yeah, but I mean, how many people do you have stumbling across this place? Not many. Most people stay on the road. Maybe if you could make one that was triggered by some kind of motion. I can make alarms. I don't. I don't know if there are spells to make illusions do the same thing. Chipsikri, hmm. were you were you able to find that letter? Oh yes, yes. And I um, hand it. I guess directly to this halfling. Seems like the thing to do. She'll take it. She will take it and unfold it. And you can see her lips moving as she reads the first sentence or so. And then she looks away and is blinking hard. Rilla's very awkwardly looking in the opposite direction intently. <laughs> Who, where, where did you find this? Hyrule. But where in... What were you doing in Hyderal? How were you in Hyderal? New Hyderal. There's a new settlement there next to Hyderal. And we were there, you know, delivering letters. I say, smoothly covering our dwarf rhymes. <laughs> but I want to know where you found this exactly. It was in some kind of office when we went inside. Do you have the original? No, it's. Um, we left it there. Thought it was a bad idea to take anything out and disrespectful as well. Yeah, would have been. She's trying to read it, but there are definitely tears in her eyes. Did you know the writer of this letter? Um, she's going to hold the paper out towards you and let you take it. She was my mother. And I'm going to send you a link to what you are now holding. How many episodes did it take us? <laughs> Flame Rill! I gave him this translation up front! <laughs> there will now be a long silence in the recording while we all sit and read the letter. Unless someone wants to volunteer to be the one holding it and read it aloud. I'll do so that. The audience can get the letter, which I think would be helpful if someone... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, the audience might like to know as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We seal off the passageways where we find them. We can do little else. The gods are silent, and without their aid, our soldiers are falling. We did not build to defend against magic from below. The surfacers have not attacked us here. We will not strike first. We will arm ourselves and go to Lodoral and make an attack from there. The people of the coast have harassed us since the gentle brother fell. We have we need have no forbearance against them. I will take that march. I will help collapse the tunnel behind us, the pride of these twin cities. We will not surrender the passage through these mountains to a horde of skulking drow. They may take our home, but they will only get rubble for their prize. My children will come with me. 
The elder is old enough to fight. The younger is only ten. I cannot bear to bring her into battle, and I cannot bear to send her away. She will die like a proper dwarf with a weapon in her hand. We will all die that way. The river gates are closing behind the exiles. We will raise walls tonight. Tomorrow we will take our final march. Ask yourself, reader, how did this happen? Ask, has this ever happened before? For I do not know, and without knowledge, building is hopeless. How many new gods rise? How can my... Is it supposed to cut off? No, you should be able to just scroll. How can my people be saved? Seek the answers for my sake. I have read my last book. I'm in your debt for bringing me that. No, you're not. She died on the march. So did my sister. Almost all of them did. I'm so sorry. Ember is visibly tearing up. So we... When we were old enough, we built the memorial, because someone had to. But we're all there is. We're all that's left. Your friend said you weren't old enough to fight in the war. No, I wasn't. Does that... Does that matter to Drow? What do you mean? I, I mean, you haven't tried to kill me. Yet. What about the rest of you? Well, I wasn't alive. I wasn't around. Not what I mean. I mean, if the drow down at Kemadosh know we're here, will they come and kill us all? The war's over. So, no. Just the same, we won't mention it. Yeah, we, um... Even the humans who live around here, we, uh, we try not to let them know we're here. Don't trust them. But if we stay here forever, we can't rebuild, so it's an argument we're having with ourselves. Is there any way we can help you? Are there any other dwarves? Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, there's, there's dwarves. Wait, did you think you were the last dwarves on, in the world? I mean, real dwarves, not... We know some of the ones who went into exile survived. But if you go into exile, you're not a dwarf. I share a look with the other exile that I know of in this group. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few in Eisenbrook, but I don't know if they're exiles or not. I think they're too young to have gotten a choice. Yeah, we don't know what to do about about them. I mean, not I don't know them about the ones born in exile. We don't 
we don't know whether they can come back or not. Well, seems simple. They didn't get to pick, right? So let them pick now. Not that simple. Why not? Because they weren't raised as dwarves, with dwarves. Where dwarves should be. Well, it's not like you have much of a choice now. More complicated than whether they chose it. Can't just choose what to be. Why not? Because it doesn't work that way. I chose what I wanted to be. Well, you're an elf. Probably different for elves. Fair, but that's not to say that dwarves can't choose what they want. Or anyone can, can't choose what they want. I think we make our own destinies. And you're an expert in dwarven thinking, of course. No, Is there a way for you. your exiles to be unexiled? Or was there? Sometimes, I think so, sometimes, but I don't... This is why we need to go back and find our libraries and find our writings and... and learn how to be dwarves that are living how dwarves should, not just doing our best guess. But we can't just go back because everything's destroyed and full of scavengers. And there aren't enough of us, and we aren't strong enough. And we might just get wiped out for real this time. Our job carries us to many different places. I don't know how the rest of you feel, but I would offer to bring back to you any books that we find and help you to preserve your culture and and I don't know I what's your name Jen what's yours real if we if we meet other dwarves, can we tell them you're here? She thinks about it? Yeah. Okay. You can tell them we're the Doral orphans. That's where we came from. Then we can do that, too. What is this place called? Whetstone. This is Whetstone Orphanage. Loderal is uh, about a mile that way. We, we were mostly very little straight after the battle, so we couldn't go far. Can I ask how many of you are there here? Not enough to be safe. Some who survived and our children. But not enough. Few enough that we have to be careful, um, or our children will have to be careful about um, who breeds with who. Would you, if we do run into 
any dwarves in the future, would you be interested in them coming here? Yes. Everyone else we're afraid of. Well, maybe we can help you boost your population, so to speak. Maybe. If we can into any. We... We'd rather find a way to retake Doral. But if we can't do that, then starting over here would be something. I don't know what Lodoral looks like, but Hydoral wasn't in terrible shape. I I mean part of it was caved in, but I I mean the rest of it looked livable. There was room and the river gate was still standing and and all that. There's a lot of scavengers in Lodoral. They've um Humans. Yeah. I don't think there'd be much scavenging up in Hyderal. The humans who've settled there seem pretty intent on avoiding anything to do with the Dwarven City. They're miners, mostly. Go on Earth, shake a temple, do. She, um, <laughs> laughs at that. <laughs> that's that's cute that is cute I think it's a, probably at about this point that um, another person comes out of the little stone building that hides and completely hides the front door um, this is someone that at least a couple of you have spoken to before this is the person that you bought your birch wine and tar chews off Oh, the old woman. Mm-hmm. And she comes over and puts her hand on Jem's shoulder, who looks up and frowns at her. Uh, but before she can object, the, the lady says, won't you introduce me to our guests? Jem folds her arms and says, um, everyone, this is Grandma Hill. Hill, this is some couriers. Uh, we've met. Hi. We have met. What brings you here? Hope you didn't follow me. It'd be very strange behaviour. Unless you're a ghostly deer sometimes. Uh, it wasn't you that we followed. No, indeed, I'm never a ghostly deer. Tell me about the Have you? Here. Sorry, go on. I was going to say, um, have have you heard of anything like that? We we found there was this. Well, I'll let Rill tell you because they were the one. He was the one who actually saw it. It was a deer. It had moss and things growing on it. Uh, it turned into an owl and then it was on fire. And then it flew this way. So we followed it. 
Turn into an owl and then it was on fire. Brill sort of spreads his hands in a, this doesn't make any sense and I'm sorry, but it is what it is, sort of way. <laughs> a very expansive gesture. <laughs> yes. Interesting. That doesn't sound like the messenger. She's looking at the embroidery on your veil. Brill pauses a moment, was not expecting that. No, it doesn't. Could it be someone else? I don't think so. It doesn't sound like the lady either. Or Mm. any other god I know of. Well, it might not be as far advanced as a god, if you see what I mean. What, do you think it's some sort of nature? Spirit of the forest? Perhaps. Maybe, but I don't know why he would lead us here. I mean, real gestures at himself. He looks kind of very intently at the four of you. Is there... Would I know if this sounds like something um, my god would turn into? Because I feel like we found a purpose out here. Um, the, the set of symbolism or the set of images that Rill is describing doesn't map to the singing flame. Other than the flame part. Yeah. The combination doesn't sound particularly seeing flame. You'd expect a dragonfly, maybe, if it was yeah. not deers and owls and things shifting like that. Yeah. You are very interesting people, aren't you? We're quite boring, actually. Interesting just means to stumble in our path. I am a very normal elf. (laughs) Can I just ask, are your characters laughing at that? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, now I'm even more intrigued. There's nothing normal or boring about Tipsikori. Is that so? As far as I know, Rill looks over at them. I'm, uh, very usual person with nothing more to say on the matter. And I give a very sensible nod. Okay, fine. I'm an entertainer. Is that what you wanted to know? I do fire things. And I do a fire thing, but with prestidigitation instead of with actual fire powders because I don't have those, like, ready to hand while I'm traveling. Jem says, oh, you're a wizard! Uh, more or less. Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Can you teach me things or can't you? Um, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to want to reach deep into your heart for the limitless flame inside. And then and I do some more presage- I make sparks fly from my fingertips. Presidigitation smile. You do know how to reach out into the fire that burns deep in your heart, right? 
the source of your magic? No? No, the book I have uses a lot more math. Yeah, I don't bother with maths. <laughs> uh, Jem looks just completely baffled. Um, Grandma Hill does not look baffled. She just looks mildly amused by this misunderstanding. I'm delighted by Jem's bafflement and have no intention of um, <laughs> anything to fix it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to track timelines and figure out if it's been an hour since certain things happened. Don't think it's been an hour since you showed up yet. Probably. Yeah, probably not, to be honest. I don't know, we have been sat here talking for like at least You have been standing here talking for some time. Yeah. Um, and we did spend a while talking at the door. So come to think of it, actually it might well have been. It might well have been an hour, in which case um, Jeremy's going to look suddenly panicked. I'll be like, I, um, I should go back inside. Really? We already know you're a dwarf, if that's what... I mean, you've made it pretty clear. Gives you such a glare for saying it out loud. Fine. And the illusion sort of drifts away into nothing, and this is indeed an adult dwarf that you are speaking to. He has very fluffy red hair. Yeah, I used to be able to cast that spell. Used to be able to? Yeah. How do you stop being able to cast a spell? Did you lose your spell book? Uh, no, you know, I mean, I don't really use spell books, I say, making big air quotes in my hand. <laughs> but you know how the limitless fire that burns within your heart and is the source of all your magic is a shifting and ever-changing one? No. Uh, well, anyway... I just figured it was more useful to be able to do, to do, you know, this kind of stuff. And I then just physically shrink down and I'm a, I guess, can I make a disguise roll to see how close I can get to her previous disguise with Alter Self? With an extreme- Absolutely. <laughs> make a roll for me. Um, <laughs> feel like this is, this is whatever your magic is based off, I think. So I think it's charisma. Sorry? This would be uh, basically a how 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 well are you performing this particular magic role? So if you add your spellcasting modifier, I mean, fair enough. I was just going for the spell lets me do the thing with magic, and it's fundamentally disguised at times. There isn't a disguise skill, is what I mean. What? Yes, there. Oh shit! There isn't a disguise. It's sort of performance. Do it. Do it as performance. Yeah. Uh, that's fifteen plus my charisma's. Plus three, and I've got few proficiency if you're playing any of that. It's pretty good. You look like maybe her sister? Yeah, except now in some very ill-fitting clothes. Yeah, yeah, because your clothes have not changed at all. Yeah. It's like, it seemed a bit, it seemed a bit more like useful to be able to do it in reality. Gem... Jem starts to, so she was standing sort of arms crossed, very standoffish. And she unfolds arms and kind of puts them on her hips and leans in to examine you. That's cool. Can you get taller as well? Uh, I mean, yeah, hold on. That's it, I'm showing off now. Yeah, I, I, I take off my over layers. Um, 
because I figure a shift will accommodate to some extent. Yeah, yeah. And I spend some time just standing in, standing in, standing in, standing in, standing around in a shift and just like growing and shrinking and growing and shrinking and kick off my boots, floors. Um, generally do a good impression, I'm sure. Oh, I want that spell. I, I make a very serious pose and I say, well, the way to cast this spell is, is to reach down into the luminous flame that is the source of all my magic. See, exactly, you're still stuck to the sand. <laughs> also, you need the right verb and somatic components, but you know. You are the weirdest wizard that I have not met any other wizards. Maybe I'm a weird wizard. It's possible. I mean, I've never met anyone else like me who casts magic using a spell book. I mean, the textbook I have is very clear on the utility of spell books. The Zikri is very good at not cracking up. Unfortunately, the DM is not. <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like. I feel like this is running running session. Let's assume the Turf Zikri continues to fuck with for as long as people let them. I mean. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um, in fact, you, you do continue with this, and the person who was introduced to you as, as Grandma Hill at some point just kind of sighs and drops her own illusion. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a human lady at all. This is a very old elf. Like, oh. completely grey-haired, old elf. Huh. I think Alusha kind of um, maybe unconsciously straightens up when she sees him. Bless. <laughs> I return to my normal shape and I'm like, well, I wasn't expecting that. Well, it would be surprising for a human to rescue the children and still be here. Oh. Oh. Ah. That tracks. Huh. Huh. You must have been old when you rescued them, though. I mean... Not quite this old, but yes. That wasn't young. Nice tact. I'm good at tact. If this was some sort of game in which I was represented by numbers, my tact rating would be plus 10 at least. <laughs> we don't have a lot of visitors of my kind. We, we don't have a lot of visitors. We take care to avoid them. But, which is why it's so interesting to me that four of you have just shown up on our doorstep with no ill will. I mean... Why were you using a disguise? To fit in. There aren't a lot of elves in this part of the world. Those who are here are passing through. Hmm. It helps keep the children safe if it doesn't look like we're anything other than a couple of humans, a couple of halflings in the woods making tar. Bring wine. Which is enough to buy what we need to live on, but nothing more than that. And as you so tactfully note, I won't be here forever. 
Yes, you will, says Jem. I mutter something in that mysterious language. Neither of them appear to recognise it. Good, good. That wasn't why I muttered it, it was more of a reflex. No, no, I assume you were muttering to yourself, I'm just noting. There was a there was a genuflection, it's, it looked like I was reciting a prayer. Cool. I firmly believe that we were sent here to help you. I just wish I understood... Yes, who's... the question is by who? Yeah. I look over at my companions and I say, well, I would put my bets on the messenger or the singing flame, I mean, on average, if any, if anything's going to be sending people on missions. Maybe. I don't know much about dwarven gods, but that doesn't sound like any of them, does it? No. No, I think Earthshaker's more likely to have sent us to come and smash up their buildings so that they can make them better and gooder. Mm. See how good they already are. If I know anything about Earthshaker, which is something. Maybe it's a new god. Is that a thing? Can can gods become... Well, that's the question, isn't it? They can die. So maybe they can be born? Or reincarnated. There is also the possibility that this isn't a god at all. It could be something entirely out of what we can conceive. You mean like the horrible void beetles? Yeah. But like a divine horrible void beetle? Yeah, but it didn't try and eat Ember, so... I think we're okay. I'm sorry, horrible void beetles? Hey, there's some horrible void beetles that come from outside the world. Listen, we can't... We can't ran in to the beach from the chain up the way there. Oh, yes, things do come in off the edge sometimes. Yeah, wish we'd known that before we went up there. Well, now you know wherever the edge is. That's a thing that can happen. More so off that point than anywhere else I've heard of, though. Really? What do you know about that? I've never been along the chain. I've only been to look at them the once. I can't leave the children for too long. But there's not usually chains hanging out over the void. There's something there. Hmm. I just don't know what. Maybe it really is a turtle. I don't know. Maybe whatever this is came from... The void, and no, I don't just... think so. Mm. I don't think so. Tell me, have any of you ever heard of a new god? Nope. No. Hey Ben, I'm quite old. Can I make a religion check? Yeah, make a religion check. My religion check is extremely good. Um. And this specific religion check is four. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't heard of any. (laughs) Um, You have a low degree of confidence in your not having heard of any. I give an expensive shrug and say, not that I remember, but I mean, I spent a long time not paying a lot of attention to that kind of thing. Kind of just 
said my prayers at Dawnstar and etc. Mm. Because I have never heard of a new god, and I am not young. I've heard of dead gods. I open my mouth to object that I'm that I'm probably older than her, and that I shut it again. <laughs> <laughs> and we've all heard of dead gods, but how can something die if nothing can be born? Yeah, but how? Isn't there a first time for everything? I mean, this wouldn't be a first time, as the other gods all had to have come from somewhere, in theory. This is all over my head. I'm very confused. Yeah, there's a point. Ben, like, do the gods have, like, origin myths? Some of them, but much more in a this is where a certain group of people thought they came from than in a universally this is known to be where the god came from kind of thing. That's fair. The usually accepted thing is that the gods just exist. Mm. Of course, the fact that a bunch of them died recently has somewhat thrown accepted scholarship into question. Mm -hmm. Do we know if, like, are demigods a thing? Like the... Roll religion for me. Okay. Uh, thirteen. You've heard of warlocks. You've heard of the things that warlocks worship, calling themselves gods. But the gods have always been a category unto themselves. Hmm. All right. Hill looks around at you and says, have you been involved? with any kind of power besides the gods you follow. Because somebody brought you here, and I don't think it was the messenger or the singing flame. Rill starts a little bit at this question and then pulls out his backpack. Actually, maybe? Show me. I don't know how much power this thing actually has, but he's going to pull out the, um, the, the skull. Just checking, I don't think Ember has seen this skull yet. Oh, no, they haven't. No, that's right. Oh, wait, no, I, I, I think, think I have. To them? Yeah, yeah, I genuinely I, I can't remember whether Ember has seen this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if Rill's shown it to them or not, but, like, he's also not keeping it a secret, so... I... Well, you, you pull out your highly decorated skull lantern. <laughs> yeah. And he'll is slightly too dignified to grin, but smiles and says, yes, that looks more like it. Where did you find that? How did In you get it? Cave that was off the side of the road. We were camping nearby. and <laughs> You make a habit of this. Uh, well, I didn't know there was going to be this in there. I, I didn't know what else to do with it, so I just took it. I mean, there wasn't anyone there to claim it, so... 
You just found it abandoned? Yeah. <laughs> Roll deception. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Ten. Well, that 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 was a thirteen on insight. So <laughs> <laughs> both eyebrows go up. Oh no, they both eyebrow look. <laughs> I have flashbacks to my mother giving me the same look. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't anyone there when we were there, and it was in a cave, and there were. I don't, I don't know. There wasn't anybody there. We waited around and nobody showed up. And So you took it. Uh, Rill looks ext- extremely uh, unsure of what to do and also guilty. Hill holds out her hand for it. Rill doesn't give it to her. Hmm. How much do you know about the... Uh... Entity behind it. Almost nothing. Actually, Rill looks at the rest of the party. Collectively, nothing? I mean, I'm now getting increasingly concerned that it's warlock shit and we should have just left it behind and also smashed it up with a hammer. But it's pretty. You don't like warlocks? I've had some run-ins. Ben, mm-hmm. does Alusha's does the dream that Alusha had um, right before she uh, finalized her transformation uh-huh. have anything to do with any of what's going on? Her dreams definitely had a lot of. I mean, she saw this skull specifically, and she saw a bunch of. Everything was bone, but everything was strangely warped or hybridized or odd in ways that are very similar to what Rill's been talking about with the deer. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely similarities. Okay, so she's going to chime in. Um, so... Uh, I think hmm, I think she's just going to be completely transparent about being. Yeah, she's she's kind of, at this point she's like fuck it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I wasn't sure up until now, but I think yeah, I think dreams that I've been having, uh, and that I that I've that I've been having since I um, she kind of coughs through <coughs> became a werewolf. Um, uh, seem very similar to the things that we've been coming across with the skull that that Rill found with this deer apparition that we followed. Something, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a force or an entity, um, but something is is focusing on, on us for whatever reason. Um, I mean, the whole werewolf connection was not not unknown. Right. So that tracks. 
Well, no, that that does make perfect sense. He likes hey, werewolves. To the can we return to the smash the skull with a big hammer plan? Who likes werewolves? The being that that art piece is sacred to, or is um, an offering to, you might say. Does this being have a name? Bloodweaver. Bloodweaver. Called the father of monsters. Rill's eyes go very wide as he looks at the skull in his hands. Called the father of monsters by whom? His worshippers. Your, uh, monsters? Werewolves, for one. Outcasts of all kinds. Hmm. People who aren't what they used to be. And who have become... Become something that is not accepted, but which they embrace. Would that be why Bloodweaver would have led us to you? Well, you are carrying around one of his symbols. I'm just curious about Bloodweaver's connection to you specifically. He's not my god. Is it just that you I mean, and the orphans here are... Be. Yes. It would be very grand to call them Pantheon, that being a word which only the gods really claim. But there's something like that. So Bloodweaver is not a god? No. But is because worshipped? No gods have risen. It's been almost a century since the end of the war, and all that potential has... <laughs> it's not that it's gone nowhere, that's the thing, but everything that it's gone into has fallen short of the power of divinity. Maybe it just takes time. Perhaps. You sure seem to know a lot about practical theology. Do I? I mean, knowing about the typology of things that do and don't count as gods and what happens with divine energy when a god is slain. I've been talking to something that is not quite a god for a very long time. What does that mean? What it says. Which part didn't you understand? Well, I'm more familiar with talking to things that are gods. I don't know how talking to ones that aren't work. That's fair. In my case, they sort of showed up. In your case, they seem to have shown up. And yours is different than Bloodweaver? Yes. What are Mine they? Mine is the mirror. I don't feel obliged to tell you about them. Rail looks annoyed, but lets it go. What exactly does Bloodweaver do that you know of? 
try to protect his followers. Which is where all of them start. Okay. So with that knowledge then, are we to assume that us being led here um, is part of us being protected? I don't know. I mean, might just be you. It might be me. It might be the children. It might be that there is something you need to do or need to learn. Do Bloodweaver and the Mirror have any connection? Like I said, Pantheon is too grand a word. But they're connected. Yes. They're they're friends. Let's put it that way. It's as good a word as any. And they are trying to understand. Understand the world what? themselves. What the These are not just my questions about why there is no such thing as a new god. These are theirs as well. These are great mysteries. I don't know whether there are answers out there, but if you were led here, I have to assume this is the questions they want you to ask. Why us? You are carrying around one of his symbols, which, even if you were doing it because it was an interesting art piece, I think he would be likely to take as a gesture of interest. Oh, right. Yeah, my god hasn't said anything to indicate he's annoyed at this, so I think it's... Alright? Do Bloodweaver and the Mirror have any interaction with the gods? At least those that are alive. As far as I know, they try to stay out of the way. Not to be noticed. I'm sure the gods don't want competition. Just so. Tend to, um, be jealous of worshippers. You seem to know things about religion. If I go along with this quest brought to me by what may or may not be a new god, will my... Will my god, will the Singing Flame be upset with that? Will that be a problem? I don't know. You might try asking. Yeah, have they said anything? You were doing something, praying to them or something last night. Did it seem off? They haven't been very responsive, but that's normal. Hmm. Basically, ever since feeling the pull to leave my home and my forge, I've had no other guidance. Sorry, I'm eating Jaffa cakes because my blood sugar is dropping like a stone. Which is making me, out of character, just confused and stupid. I think these are answers we're not going to find all at once. But I think you are meant to be asking them. Call it destiny. Call it fate. 
hope it's your own gods getting involved, but one way or another, I think these are questions that you're stuck with. I suppose we are, for now. Sometimes things come to you in life. Sometimes you find yourself with several dozen dwarven orphans, and you can't just put it down and walk away. You gravely underestimate how good I am at putting things down and walking away. Actually, you you can't just walk away, but you can run away, you can sail away. You can sometimes just swim away. I mean... What have you sailed away from? I... I've sailed away from lots of things in my time. I sailed away from down there. I say, gesturing what I think is southwards. You are trying so hard to seem not interesting. But I think all of you are stuck with being interesting. Lucia shifts kind of uncomfortably. We don't want to be interesting. We want to be postmen. Speak for yourself. I, in this, to travel to find what I was meant to do, and... All right, the human wants to find their destiny. The rest of us want to just live simple lives. People who want to, well... (laughs) Drow who want to live perfectly ordinary lives are not usually on the surface, young man. It's only temporary. Real grimaces and looks away. They used to say that only the gods were forever. It would seem not even the gods are forever. I wonder how that happened. Don't you? Don't you want to know? Desperately. I have not spent my life figuring it out because I have had responsibilities. But maybe you can. I don't regret the choices I've made. But I still want to know that answer. I still want to know how this really happened. And maybe you can figure it out for me. Well, if we do find out, we'll bring you the news for very reasonable postage rate. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what's going on with you as well, but I'm not prying. Keep your secrets. I'm a runaway princess. I think it's a requirement. I'm not a runaway princess. No, neither am I. I think it's just you two. I mean, you say that, but I'm pretty sure Lisa was a runaway princess. Just have that look about her. Hmm. Or Anne, I mean, definite, definite runaway princess material. <laughs> I mean, who yes. becomes a courier? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize the gift. Uh, it would be an unusual requirement. Hill, do you know? Do you know anything about what happened when the Merciful Dark was killed? No, no, it's as opaque to me as anyone else. Oh, I was in this part of the world when it all started happening, and I was following some of the fighting, trying to make myself useful as a, a healer. And then the dwarves went on their last march. And I... 
I had another couple of months before my god died. Since then, we've been getting by. Can I ask who? Donster. I um, quietly reach, in, reach into the front of my tunic and pull out my pendant. Welcome here. I should probably have at some point gone to a doctor about my sleep problems, but instead what I have done is classically conditioned myself 